2: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated. I hope you've had a good start to your weeks. Uh, certainly it's, I think this week, as I said yesterday, this this week's going to be the kickoff. This is the... The monumental week, perhaps, of Arsenal's transfer window. Kai Havertz announcement, Declan Rice's saga. Could it be coming to an end? Uri and Timber, might that deal get agreed with Ajax this week? We'll have to wait and see. But we're going to be talking about plenty of that and more. But good morning to those of you joining us live in the chat box. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you happen to be in the world, for those of you that are listening in and catching up around the world as well. Uh, Good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Uh, StreamYard has given up on trying to basically find out who was managing to be first in the chat. Like, I set this show up at around 6.55. And the first comment that I've got from StreamYard is at half seven. Uh, you guys just throw in so many morning comments now, it's fantastic. Good morning to so many of you. Uh, it's great to see so many regular faces and irregulars as cool. Louis, good morning to you, to Arsenal analyze, to Lynn, to Peter, Dave, Stuart. Uh, we've got Kevin, we've got the Emirates, Faithful, Andre, uh, Errol, we've got Paul, Red Star, Char, Mr. SNLO. Plenty more of you guys joining us as well. But good morning and I hope that you've had a good start to your week and I hope that it's going to continue in a positive fashion as well. We kick off by telling you that yesterday evening I was joined by CBS Sports reporter Ben Jacobs to talk about Arsenal's transfers that aren't necessarily in the limelight. So yes, even though that the Declan Rice news, which we're going to talk about, broke after our conversation, thankfully uh, we had the foresight to do discussions on players that aren't necessarily being spoken about as much. We're talking about Moises Caicedo, we're talking about Romeo Lavia, uh, Xavi Simmons, Ivan Fresneda. We talked about a lot of the players that are not necessarily being as highlighted at the moment and where Arsenal stand on those and the end of the show in particular I would say is it's worth you tuning into that just to listen to the last 15 minutes or so because um, there was a question that came in kind of asking about the process of reporting on transfers where information comes from uh, the, the kind of the social and mental side of dealing with transfer reporting and Ben was really honest and open about that and uh, we were all very grateful for it so I would recommend going and listening to the whole show of Course, but if you do have just fifteen minutes spare, the last fifteen minutes is particularly great. If I do say so uh, myself. Right, moving forwards to our stories. Kai Havertz pictured in Arsenal reds Twitter account at Mo Arsenal eighty six posting this photo. If you're listening, of course, you can hop over to YouTube to see it. I'm sure you've seen it plenty, spread across your social media feeds. But apparently, a leaked image of Kai Havertz in the Arsenal kit, I can't tell you whether or not this is 100% true, but there is a lot of suggestions to say that it is. Um, So there you go. Kai Havertz looking good, looking very happy, looking confident, looking like he wants to go and stick it to Chelsea and show them what he's actually capable of achieving. So Kai Havertz in an Arsenal shirt. Genuinely something I never thought I'd see uh, when he signed for Chelsea back in, I think it was what, 2020? I was like, yeah, it's a great signing. Really gutted that we're not on that level yet to kind of sign these really exciting young players. Well, now he's ours. So let's wait and see what indeed Kai Havertz can do in an Arsenal shirt. Now, according to Sky, uh, Arsenal's asking price for following and Balogun is now £50 million. Pounds. Now, of course, we did a recent report and we talked about how Arsenal was supposedly ra- rating Balogun around £35 million. Pounds. But... This is an interesting tactic, and I think this is a tactic that is the right tactic for Arsenal. Leak a price that is very high and see what happens from there. If Arsenal can get close to 50 million, we would be delighted with that amount of money, of course, for, for the striker. Uh, but if Arsenal are going to get as close to 40 million as they can, putting out a price tag and an asking price around 50 million is certainly going to help them towards that. So let's wait and see what he ends up going for. I told you that my expectation, I think, will be and going for around £35 million. That was my estimation of what I think he would go for, not what I think that we should start the asking price at, but certainly what I think he'll end up going for. So let's wait and see who's right. Is it me? Or is it you guys? We'll have to wait and see. I hope it's you guys. Uh, Liverpool are said to have joined the race to sign Romeo Lavia. United and Chelsea also monitoring talks on the player, according to Fabrizio Romano. The player, of course, is of serious interest to Arsenal as a potential midfield reinforcer. Uh, we've done plenty of chat. We talked about him last night as well with Ben Jacobs. Talks have apparently been going on with, between Arsenal and the player for around 15 days. There's been no bid by Arsenal so far with all of their kind of focus and effort on Timber and Havertz and and Rice. So once those deals are perhaps concluded, we might see an acceleration in talks. But Arsenal are facing serious competition for the Belgian international. Now, our second uh, and penultimate story of the day uh, is that Urian Timber, uh, Arsenal have made that second bid. It's my understanding that there is a bid in excess of £40 million that has been made to Ajax. Arsenal's first bid of around £30 million was rejected and Arsenal have made a significant jump to around just over £40 million for the Dutch international. Uh, also reported, I should say, by Sammy Mottbell as well, he claims that it's a £41.5 million bid for the player. I wasn't able to get confirmation on that specific figure, just that it was over £40 million or in if Arsenal can get this deal done at this price it's a very very good one for Arsenal and for me it is a deal that is going under the radar it's a deal that is very very beneficial to the club a player that can play at right-sided centre-back a player that can play at right-back if you've not yet watched our tactical breakdown on Uri Timber, I encourage you to go on to the playlists section of the channel go on to the tactical breakdowns and give that Uri Timber one a watch because it is certainly worth it so please make sure you go and have a watch of that. And of course, our headline story of the day. Unsurprisingly so, last night, David Ornstein breaking the news that Declan Rice has received an offer, or rather West Ham have received an offer for Declan Rice at £90 million from Manchester City. £80 million with £10 million up front, which is the same uh, figures as what Arsenal, of course, offered in their initial offer. However, it's my understanding that this £80 million includes a significant amount of money um, up front it also includes the 10 million and add-ons that are far more achievable from a Manchester City perspective winning the league etc you know from a Man City side of things far more likely they do that than Arsenal so it makes those add-ons that much more attractive uh, and it is of course in less installments as well than Arsenal's initial offer which was over six years uh, according to my colleague Kai Karnak of Football London and then of course the second bid came in at around 75 million pounds with $50 15 million in add-ons again less installments more money up up front but still rejected by West Ham the expectation according to various outlets is this bid will also be rejected by Man City there is an expectation that West Ham still want that 100 million pound valuation that they have and that they are waiting for the next bid to come in that next bid is expected from Arsenal there are suggestions that that bid will not be in direct response To Man City's bid, and more likely to be an improved offer than the first two offers that Arsenal have already submitted. It is, as we know, Arsenal's deal to do. It is Arsenal's to lose. And it has been that. If they put up the money that West Ham wants, the understanding is Declan Rice will join Arsenal. But after Man City have now bid, which for so many people suggested that Man City and their interest was not real, and it was purely a superstition put out by West Ham. That has not been the case. Man City certainly have been interested. Yes, West Ham have been publishing and leaking the Man City interest to try and force Arsenal to go bigger, but that interest is real is genuine and now as we've been saying for some time that bid has finally gone in as i reported to you guys uh late last week there was an expectation that this bid would be going in and now it certainly has a few days later um perhaps slightly later than we thought it was going to but that bid has gone in we will see in my opinion a conclusion to this saga hopefully this week i'm hoping that that is the case I don't know that for a fact, but I'm hoping based upon with this bid going in and with this saga dragging on somewhat now that this is the week where we get that conclusion and Arsenal's third bid is going to be very key in seeing the end to this saga. Not only that, But Sami Mottbell of the Mail reporting, of course, if Arsenal were to miss out on Declan Rice, then perhaps Yusuf Fafana would be the player that they move for in his place. Monaco central midfielder, France international. Can't say I've heard anything myself on this. I have seen other outlets link Fafana to Arsenal and other clubs, and maybe he is an alternative. Although for me... If Moises Caicedo is right there, I'm not sure why you wouldn't immediately pivot to him, but we did discuss a lot about Moises Caicedo in the show with Ben Jacobs yesterday, so I encourage you to go and watch that to find out what's going on with Arsenal and Moises Caicedo on yesterday's evening show. That completes all of the stories. We're going to do a quick Q&A section. I've got a busy day. I'm off to Denmark tomorrow, so I've got a lot of packing and prep to do, but I'm going to still tackle as many of your questions as I can, so stick around for part two right after this. Before I go into questions, uh, I want, I've i said and hinted for a while that I was talking about a fundraiser. And today is the day which we're launching that fundraiser. Um, myself and a few friends from home are taking part in the longest day golf challenge. Now, although we weren't able to do it on June 21st, which is in fact the longest day, and we're going to be doing it on July 31st instead, uh, which is a significantly shorter day in terms of daylight than June 21st, we're still going to be doing it. The challenge involves 72 holes of golf in a single day. So that's four rounds of 18 for those doing some quick maths. And we're doing this in aid of Cancer McMillan support. For those of you that don't know or are new to the channel, last year in 2022, Sadly, we lost one of our most dedicated listeners and a very good friend of the channel, Vinnie Eagle. Uh, Vinny sadly passed away due to esophageal cancer. And uh, we have been supporting Cancer McMillan and we have been supporting charities that helped Vinny ever since that moment. And in aid of that, um, we are doing now a fundraiser, which is the longest day golf challenge. You guys know that I've been getting into golf recently. And I thought, why not put it to good use, this hobby, this enjoyment that I have? Um, It is a very underestimated challenge. 72 holes of golf takes around... 16 hours usually and we've got to try and cut that down to around 12 to 14 hours if we can and there is special rules for that as well uh estimations on length can be around that of a marathon of course spread over a longer period of time in a day and you're of course playing golf all throughout that as well losing balls finding balls all of that stuff um we would love if you could help us out we would love if you would um push us towards a target of five thousand pounds which we've set for ourselves it's a very ambitious t- uh, kind of tally but to get close to that would be amazing there is a link in today's video and podcast descriptions if you'd like to help support the fundraiser all of the money of course goes to cancer mcmillan support uh, a charity that we already support through our merchandise um, but if you can spare any amount of money whatsoever Please go to the link in the description, support the cause, support the fundraiser and uh, wish me and my friends the best of luck in trying to play probably around 14 hours of golf, uh, which is going to be a ridiculous challenge. And we're going to be hurting the next day, but I'm still going to try and be up for that 8am show the following day on August 1st. So make sure that you tune in for that one because it's going to be interesting. Right. With that said, let's go into the chat box. By the way, I will be pushing that fundraiser uh, through all the way until the 31st of July, so be prepared to hear that a fair amount, but if you could still support it, that would be great. Rich says, Tom, is the issue with Rice that Arsenal can't easily pay the money, or that they don't want to? Surely it's the time to dig deep and just get the deal done. Okay, so from my perspective I've talked about this, and what I would say is also Gunner Blog, aka James McNicholas, did a fantastic video on his YouTube channel Gunnerblog yesterday, explaining basically the processes of how a transfer works. Really good inside information from someone who, of course, has followed transfers a hell of a lot longer than I have, and knows the business a, lot, a hell of a lot bigger than I do, and I would recommend you go and watch that video to kind of learn better about how to do that so uh, please 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 uh, go and watch that video it's excellent but from my perspective it's never been about really kind of how easily we will pay the money there is an element of what we are capable of spending, and the capacity to which the owners allow the club. But you also have to understand that the club will have an internal valuation of a player. Every single player will individually have a valuation on their head from the club, and that's why I've been saying for some time that the deal for Kai Havertz, the deal potentially for Yuri and Timber. No matter what we spend on those players, it makes no difference regarding the Declan Rice deal or how much we can spend on the Declan Rice deal, because every player has an individual valuation, and the club will back out of a deal. If if indeed that valuation that the asking the selling club are asking for goes above their own valuation by a significant figure now there are times where the club are willing to go um kind of to a a higher level if you like a higher level of investment um than what they value the player mudric was a great example of that but for others it gets to silly figures that they're just not willing to do also they have to think about the fact that they are you know there are financial restrictions to a degree uh, and the joke of ffp exists but I, I can't ever really bring that into the conversation without smirking somewhat because it's just been so ridiculously misused but i hope that gives you an answer to the question to some degree it's almost there's always going to be some hearsay about it um but that's my understanding uh west is i'm of the opinion that whatever bid we had initially put in man city were always going to come in and try and scupper the deal and it'll be down to the player as long that both clubs will meet west ham's valuation as i've said for some time in my opinion in my view my understanding of the whole situation is that if west ham agree a figure with arsenal rice will be an arsenal player he is arsenal's preference uh he is Arsenal's his preference um and it is all about whether or not Arsenal can agree that deal with West Ham. Uh, very, uh, very generous uh, super chat indeed. Alex, thank you so much for the kind support on the channel. Uh, do you think it would be possible to retrain Zinchenko to play in Xhaka's position? Say transfers don't work out. I see a lot of similarities between him and Alexander-Arnold. Tierney can take his spot at left-back quite uh, well, as well. Uh, sure. And the latter part, absolutely. What I would say is, is that Xhaka is likely to be Martin, uh, sorry, uh, Havertz is likely to be Martin Odegaard's partner for the forthcoming season. There's an expectation that Havertz will kind of fulfill that role that will basically, Jaka goes out, Havertz comes in and changes that position's dynamic with his own characteristics. I think Zinchenko will continue playing in that role. And I think arguably it's even more important if you have Havertz playing that role that it is Zinchenko there to add that kind of bolstering to the number six role through his presence timber as well potentially offering that on the right hand side if indeed arsenal are successful so once i think there's scope for zinchenko to start in midfield i think his role already basically makes him um you know it already makes him a uh what's the word i'm looking for um a midfielder of sorts if you like um Let's go to Meet B he says Is this rice transfer Going to be more Protracted than when Anelka left I'm thoroughly bored of it All the ITK Seemingly are one step Ahead of her do Surprise the club Don't have them on the Board right now I mean It is one of the Most protracted Sagas we've had Not the longest You know This is still early In the window We're not even in July yet You know And uh, we're already In this place Where the saga Could be coming To an end soon I remember we've had The Partey situation For instance That saga went Until deadline day In 2020 So So I wouldn't necessarily look at this deal as as a long running saga in the same way that that was. This has very much been uh, just kind of built up toward the end of the season and into the window, which has made it feel a lot longer. We also weren't doing daily 8 a.m. shows um, (laughs) in 2020. So that is also worth pointing out. Ivan says, Tom, two choices on the rice deal. We break our rule and pay over a player valuation that we set and outbid Man City's valuation they set. Or B, we match Man City's bid and let the player choose his preference. What are your thoughts? I think that eventually, my prediction would be both clubs eventually probably have a bid accepted and then it is down to the player and in which case we hopefully end up getting rice because his preference is Arsenal. But, Man City could put really favourable terms on the players' side. They could put an offer of a wage that Arsenal simply can't match. That could change things. We'll have to wait and see. But I personally think it's going to be more likely option two, um, and he will choose between the two teams, in which case I'm hoping that indeed that ends up being Arsenal. Let's go to uh, Jake Jakes' Tom. Are you also less worried now that the actual bid has come in and that it's not just blown us out of the water? Yes. There were loads of suggestions, and I think certainly what West Ham wanted to push the rhetoric of was that Man City would blow Arsenal out of the water. That's not happened. The bid is of the same total value as Arsenal's. There are significant differences between the bids, of course, but... You know, that difference is is still very key indeed. Um, ben says, Tom, I understand Arsenal are the preference, but how confident are you over this happening? I understand why we did the bids and we did and we brought that valuation down, of course, by doing that. Uh, Man City always was going to bid no matter what, what your thoughts. I remain optimistic. You know, I chatted with Elliot the other day from the Arsenal Vision pod. I think that was two days ago. So that was what, Sunday evening? I agree with him around that 80 plus percent percentage confidence. You know, I, I am confident that Arsenal hopefully will get this deal done because what gives me that confidence is that they are so determined to sign the player it's their priority target. They're determined to compete. And I think showing that they can beat Man City to a signing is also a big thing as well, and they will look to want to try and do that. So let's see what happens. Uh, Hightower says, "Why is City's bid not embarrassing? Mainly because it's not spread across six years like our first one was." Look, I think that calling the bid embarrassing in the first place was a, was hyperbole. It was over the top. You know, it was, it was an exaggeration. But City's bid is very different to Arsenal's first bid in terms of structure add-ons, all of those things make it a realistic amount of money. West Ham could realistically get all of that 90 million, whereas with Arsenal, it wasn't as realistic and they would be waiting over a longer period of time to get that money. So there were big differences between the two bids and reasons why Arsenal were castigated somewhat for that first bid that they put in Uh, Elliot says hey Tom do you believe the potential news of Man United now getting involved in Rice's transfer saga and what do you make of their chances until that takeover sorted I wouldn't I wouldn't be putting too much emphasis on Manchester United at the moment yes they're monitoring yes they're interested but I'm not really that worried about Man United right now could end up getting memes for saying that sure but right now I'm not that concerned about Manchester United things can change very quickly but right now I'm not concerned about that. Two more questions for a wrap-up. I know this is a shorter show than usual, but as I say, I've got a lot going on today. Um Sam says, Tom, do you think City's low bid, uh, or rather City bid low because Pep wants to help Arteta compete with him again next year? Absolutely not. Love the theory, but absolutely not. No chance whatsoever. Uh, ben says, Tom, what's the worst case scenario for this deal and its knock-on effects for the rest of the window? The worst case scenario is that it drags on even further and Arsenal don't get the player. That's, that's the worst case scenario is that this goes on into you know late July and Arsenal still don't have the player and then we're stuck scrambling for a player at the end of the window. That's the worst case Case scenario, and we end up having to keep Xhaka, I guess would be, you know, that. I don't want to end on a really negative note. So let's try and end on more of a positive one. Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Um, Question from Deej says: Is Rice even going to play at Man City if Calvin Phillips gets completely frozen out and he's better on the ball? How is Rice going to play? The fact of the matter is that uh, that Rodri is the starting option at Man City, and Rice knows that, and Rice will know that if he comes to Arsenal, he's going to play. He's going to play every week. He's going to play every single time he's fit and every single time he thinks he's in form and Arteta wants to play him. So the obvious choice, if you want to play more minutes, is Arsenal. Still at the top level, still in the Champions League, still hopefully in a title race, and you got a greater chance at legacy at Arsenal than you do at Man City. Historical connotations a huge arsenal, not as much at Man City. Um, again, I'm positive, I'm optimistic, and you should be too. But I know it's hard to take, and I know that hearing bids like Man City are going to come in for the player, Man City are quote-unquote close to a deal. It's never been the case that they are close The bid has just been in consideration and they've now made that bid. Let's see how this plays out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Tomorrow will be the last 8 a.m. show here in the UK for a few days. I'm traveling to Denmark tomorrow uh, afternoon, so make sure that you do tune in. I'm still going to be trying to bring you these 8 a.m. shows. I'll be doing it at 9 a.m. Denmark time, of course, tomorrow uh, on Thursday and Friday, uh, and then back to the usual uh surroundings on saturday uh, i'll also hope to bring you another show later on this evening we've be, really been doing well with these evening shows you've really been enjoying them too so uh, i'm going to try and bring you one more but there won't be any more evening shows until i'm back on saturday but i'll see you at least hopefully uh later tonight if not certainly tomorrow morning at 8am you can be sure that some big news is going to drop as soon as we finish the show because that's just the way this world works but please drop a like on the video please subscribe to the channel if you're new and uh, help us on our way to 49,000 subs because we are very close you know after a few days we went from 48 to 48.5 thank you for the support. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, if you can show some support to our uh, Cancer Macmillan uh, charity uh, and our challenge, our fundraiser, that we're going to be doing uh, a marathon level of amount of golf in one day, please do. Link is in the description for more information. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you guys very soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. Hmm. Mm, I didn't finish the show. I didn't finish the show because I'm seeing in your chat that. <laughs> okay, I nearly, I nearly finished. I, it nearly happened. It nearly, nearly happened. That would have been comedic. That would have been really, really comedic. Uh, thank you guys. I'm not going to stick around long because I have to go. But I will finish the show uh, with the report coming from the Telegraph. Jason Burt of The Telegraph coming out the information that West Ham have formally rejected Man City's £90 million offer for Declan Rice. So there you go, an end credit scene. We got it. (laughs) We did it. It genuinely dropped right at the end of the show. But there you go. Have a fantastic day, people. I'll see you soon. And as always, let's try this again up the Arsenal.